0: G'day, I'm Chris Barry. I'm here today with um, John Cowboy Cameron from uh, the mighty township of Monjean, on one of his farms here at Kendale. Uh, Cowboy, can you give us a bit of a rundown please on how you start with your planter maintenance for the pre-season?
1: Yes, Chris, our planters are starting to get a bit of, bit of age about them now. So at the beginning of each season, we give it a full run through. We're running disc planters and each of those discs and every item on it has a bearing. So at the beginning of each season we check every bearing, we've got a reasonable program of replacement. We're down to the stage now where probably after 2,000 hectares, we really just replace every bearing on the machine prior to the season. We found that by doing that in both discs and press wheels and trash whippers, that we're not having failures then during the season. It's cheap insurance. A full set of bearings, 500 bucks. You know, it's not a lot of money, but we know then that that part of the machine, the bottom half the ground engaging part is going to do the season. The the, um, seed mechanism itself, we're running just a basic old John Deere vacuum planter. It's pretty basic. We check the clearances that the plates spin freely. We check the seals. We probably get two seasons. To a um, set of seals and if they look in doubt we pull them out and throw them away and put new ones in and since we've been running that program we very rarely have in-season breakdowns.
0: And um, Cowboy with your stubble management after uh, cotton how do you proceed with that in the winter time and coming into the spring?
1: Right so we're running a reasonably fixed rotation dryland cotton is our pillar crop it's what we're trying to produce So post-harvest, everything is mulched. We've actually stopped root cutting the last couple of seasons. We're now stump spraying. And whenever possible, our rotation crop then is a double cropped wheat crop. And that's the start of our next cotton crop. And if you look up our rows, we're on metre spacings with our crop rows. We're on 50 centimetre spacings with our wheat stubble so that it's evenly spaced either side of our summer crop row. So that's planted in the winter. Through the fallow, we try and maintain that. If we do need to add fertiliser to the programme, we'll put it in on that plant line, but we're putting it in on 50 centimetre spacings so that it's not putting a heap of fertiliser right underneath the plant line. My own personal preference is I don't like to use things like a one-tripper, where all your fertiliser is going directly on your plant line, because we have had instances where there's been insufficient rain and you end up with seed bed burning but by splitting it out on the 50 centimetre spacings, the rate under your row is much less yep. if needed. We soil test virtually all our farms, and in some years, we do need to add extra fertiliser. Some other years, we don't, yep. so try and spread that out. We try and maintain that stubble, and then on a good day, our maximum urge runs up those 50 centimetre rows, leaves the wheat stubble intact, and we're planting the cotton crop yep. in that lovely little area that's a raised soft area, in between yep. your wheat rows. <clears> yep. And that's a beautiful seed bed. Yep. We plant in the moisture all the time. Our challenge is to get it into moisture without too much dirt. So on these planters, there's there's several things that allow you to do that. You've got depth settings for your gaze wheels which yep. determine how deep the disc goes in and out of the ground, yep. press wheels to close it, but we've also got trash whippers on the front. And the challenge that we have now is we want to plant in the moisture but we want to have a finished depth of about an inch and a half. Yep. So in some years then, if we've got a couple of inches of dry dirt, we'll push some of that aside with yep. the trash whippers so that we're planting in the moisture, yep. just bringing a small amount of dried soil back over the top with just a really scientific piece of drag chain. Simplest thing in the world and it does a magnificent job. job. Yep. And it just breaks up the crust behind the press wheel. Yep. Loosen the soil up a bit more. Freshens it up, you know, it just fluffs it up. Yep. Pull some dry dirt over the top to help protect it, which helps stop it from press wheel cracking. And if we've got a finished depth of an inch and a half, we're up in five days. Yep, Beautiful outcome. Doesn't always happen that
0: (laughs) (laughs) And um, your plan is to plant cotton after three years, or was it two years?
1: Two years. Any field in an ideal world has cotton in it every second summer. So we come out of cotton, double crop to wheat, Long fallow from November back to the following October. Back to cotton.
0: So you've been growing cotton for over 25 years? I have. And how many times have you not planted? Three times in that period of time.
1: Okay, that's pretty good. There's been a few years where we've worried. I think the worst year ever, we pushed off four inches of dry dirt to get to our moisture. Yep. That was pretty extreme, pretty slow going, but we got a crop established and that's all you can do. And then, in those situations, hope for some in-crop rain or moisture to push it through. But we got it on reasonable time. And the other thing we try and do is we try not to do silly stuff early in the season. We give ourselves time. If you're doing silly stuff in September or October, it's usually cold. Yep. And you're just exacerbating any problem that you've got. So if we're going to do silly stuff, we'll wait till perhaps the middle of November, where if we do have to... You know, push down in the moisture, go a bit deeper, cut a few corners. We've got some soil temp with us to help push it through, get it up. <coughs> <Yeah>. Get nature <coughs> working on your side when you're not got everything going right.
0: And, and um, Cowboy, just a planting time when you start planting, bit of a uh, establishment of awareness for
1: pests and diseases. We're generally planting in the stubble. We know that there's a risk of soil pests in that stubble situation. We generally go and have a bit of a look which involves an inspection of our plant line. The good telltale I find is find an old residual weed in the paddock and go and have a look underneath that weed. If there's wireworms here the adults will be accumulated underneath that plant and to me if I've got adults underneath that plant there's a fair chance that I can go and find larvae. We tend to find probably not so much wire worm in our wheat stubble, but we do find a lot when we're putting it back into our sorghum rotation. And that's just, I guess, from experience, from having a look, so we're water injecting into the bottom of the furrow as we plant. So if we believe there's a risk, we toss an insecticide okay. in as we go. I'm um,
0: Also, Carol, could you just give us a rundown on how you check your seed depth? you see placement and how often you actually do it when you're planting.
1: Well I start with a preset idea of where I'm going to set my planter which it comes from experience you know or how it was set from last year <laughs> is always a good starting point you know because the last field you planted last season if you haven't changed anything that's <laughs> not a bad starting point for this year. So that we make an assessment by the soil type we're going into and it's very important for growers to know their soils. I'm lucky in that I farm some very nice, soft, friable bonjean clays. I also plant into some fairly tough Waibilla soils that are, are a little bit different. Yep. They're harder, they're tougher, so know your soil. And I've got a preset set of settings by my soil types, so that if I'm planting into a field that's nice and soft, I've got a pretty fair idea where to start. We might run the planter then for 100 metres, Pull up and get the trusty screwdriver or the CSD spatula, <laughs> tape measure, and have a good scratch. Yep. In terms of seed placement, pull your planter across a gravel track. Hmm. It's not going to wreck your disc if you just do it for a few metres, nice and steady, and it gives you an idea of where the planter's dropping your seed. So there we run it, and then we have a look. And whatever we're not happy with, there's an adjustment we can make. If the depth's not right, we can put it in further. Yep. If we've got too much dry dirt, we can put our trash whippers down a little bit to take a little bit more dry dirt off. If it's too shallow, we can put in a bit. If it's too pressed in or we think we've closed the groove too hard, it's a bit wet, we might let our press wheel pressure off so we're not gonna try yep. and induce a Kinsey crack. The beauty of these things is it's all adjustable. Yep. so and it's easy. And it's easy. Hmm. I check each planter probably once a day and I get my drivers to check up a couple of times in amongst that so just keep an eye on it that everything's physically there and it's doing what it needs to do and if we need to make changes you do yep. we do
0: well it does work capital because I know in our ambassador program yep. you've won the fast start award and your average establishment is over 95 percent hmm. so it's pretty impressive what you do
1: we try and beat the CSD label <laughs> You know, that's the challenge is every seed you put in there, yeah. you, you actually want to try and get him up. Yep. It doesn't happen every year, in every field, in every situation, but we aim to try and maximise the number of times that we do get it right. Yep.
0: You plant around the weather patterns as well, like the rain coming and
1: soil temps and... Yes, we do, within reason. Yep. This year's been classic. It's been a wet year and the opportunities have been limited so just physically being able to get a tractor into the paddock was a big concern. We did plant cotton this year prior to a rain event because it was a window to get in the paddock. The soil temps were reasonable, they were rising at the time but they then went into a coal shock. Know what's ahead here, use the tools that are out there. We knew we were going to go into a declining soil temp but the physical window to get the planter in the paddock was there. So we actually increased our seeding yep. rate to try and counter for what we suspected would be a lower emergence. I was doing all the things that I'm told not to do, but that was the window. window. Yep. You know, we we're sort of panicked to think, well, if it rains again, we could run out of time. Time, yep. So, use the things that are there. I'm lucky in that I've got a soil probe on farm. Yep. With soil temps, I religiously watch that. You know, as we come into summer crop planting time, because that makes a difference between. Five days out of the ground and 14 to 21 days out of the ground. Exactly the same seed in the same moisture, same situation. Yep. Now, the stuff that comes up at 21 days, it's a win. It's up, but it takes it forever to get a go on. Whereas the stuff that we can get out in five to seven days, it will always power. Power on, Yeah, It gets the first true leaf, gets the first square healthily. Whereas those crops that have struggled to come up, they take Forever. Forever. To come good. Yep. So
0: you use the CSD website to look at the soil temps on, the, on the stations and look at the seven day forecast and then look at all the day degrees ahead and Yeah. yep, that's good. Yeah.
1: We find it really helpful. Yep. If we're doing stuff that we know that putting the crop under stress, we're aware of that before we start so we can make some management changes <laughs> to try and counter for that situation. This week, for example, we run into rising soil temperatures, reasonable moisture and good temps. We've dropped our seeding rate by three plants a metre, Yep. and we'll probably end up with the same established as we were three weeks, weeks ago, ago. Yep. but dropping more seeds per metre. So be fluid in what you do, and use the information to make the decisions that you need to make. Yep.
0: Um, also, Cowboy, with the CSC website, there's an area there you can go up, check you your seed analysis, your seeds per kilo, and all that stuff for your varieties. What else do you ask to do? Because I know in the bag we've got the QR codes as well now. Yes. Do you use that as well to help with your planting?
1: And yep. No, we finding it very easy. It's got a simple QR reader on the phone. Zap it, and this one tells me that this particular bag's ninety-three percent warm germ, but seventy-six percent cool germ. Yep. Knowing that when I put that seed in the planter, it lets me to think. Well, what's the forecast for the next week? And if the forecast is cool weather, well, only three quarters of this is likely to emerge. Yep. So perhaps I should be increasing my planting rate accordingly. Yep. So knowing that information, then if we're going into good conditions, say, so well, we're going to get 90% of this up and adjust the seeding rate accordingly. Yep. And at the cost of a bag of seed, if we can get a few more hectares, it's worthwhile. But more importantly, it's a successful plant stand. Mm. You know, we're aiming for probably eight plants a metre. and that's what we want to get. Yep. If we get four, what do you do? You've got to stand but it's not a good not stand. A good stand yep. And by the time you know you've got a stand you've lost another three yep. weeks. Well thank you for your time cowboy. No it worries was, Chris. It's very well
0: done and I just hope the season works in very well for you and try and pull off another 11 and a half
1: crop. Well we're off to a good start. The plant stands for what we're observing so far Basically every seed we put in the ground looks like it's up. Yep. If we can maintain that, we're off to a good start. Good start,
0: yep. Yep, thanks mate.